Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. Good morning. I don't know about you, but I get fired up every year seeing all of these young people lead us so well. Even just in the VAs, that's amazing. You know, it's awesome. VAs are video announcements. Yeah, video announcements. But anyway, so. (laughs) Just so you know. We were just back there talking like, it's just so amazing to see all these young leaders. But my name's Tyron. This is my wife, Betsy. And we were a part of the original church plant team that started Milestone all those years ago. What's cool is we've been able to see it from all different stages, from a home to a hotel room with shaggy carpet to a middle school and then right here now in this building. And we just absolutely love this weekend and we love the opportunity to be able to host this weekend. All along the way, like it's been our honor, honestly, to... Um, serve and elevate, serve your student. I remember elevates and camps and retreats, small groups at our house. I think there's a picture back here with all the many different stages of haircuts that Tyron's had too. And it's, it's been cool. But we, we've just been honored, honestly. Some of the most powerful moments that I remember as I look back over just years of reaching students and raising up leaders is standing at this altar on a Wednesday night and praying and believing with a student for a breakthrough in their life. It's, it's just, there's nothing better to give our lives to than pour into the next generation that will go further and farther than we could ever go. And so it's just been, honestly, it's not that we're anything special. I believe, too, that God is doing a new thing in the earth today, and it's important for young people to stand firm in what they believe in, to stand for um, to stand for righteousness, to stand for the Lord. There was a young man that um, came back to the green room just a little bit ago as we were getting ready to come out for first service, and um, one of our friends, he has a little boy who is six years old, and he was getting ready to go preach at a senior citizen's home. And so um, I just think that's pretty amazing. Like it's not just the people on the platform, it's those that are greeting at the doors, it's it's little kids that are going out into the community. Um, And we're just grateful to have had some little small part in in their lives. You know, the reason we started Next Gen Weekend many, many years ago is because we, we always set out to build a multi-generational church. We never wanted just to experience God for ourselves, but we wanted to uh, build an environment where our ceilings become their floors. In other words, their starting place is a lot better than ours. And we've been seeing that year after year after year. And this weekend's a great opportunity not just to tell you all the great things that's happening in our next-gen ministry, but to really highlight that and show you um, If you've been around church any amount of time, you've heard of two Old Testament great leaders, Moses and Joshua. Moses was the one who took God's people out of Egypt, and Joshua was the leader who would bring them into the promised land. And when you read the Bible, you see they're released to their inheritance, and they go and they live in the land that God had always intended for them. And that's amazing, and that's awesome. But something uh, tragic happens in in the Bible, in Judges chapter 2. We see, and I want to I read this scripture for you. It says, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who neither knew the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And so you look at that and you go, wow, in one generation, things can change. God's moving amongst his people. God's doing great things. 
but they didn't transfer it to the next generation. And, and, and the reason why we pour so much energy, so much time, so much effort, so much finances into our next-gen ministries is because we don't want that to be our story. We, we want to create environments where young people can encounter God at a young age, understand the purpose he has for them, and walk it out. About a year or so before we moved into this building that we're sitting in right now, there was construction going on. It was really just this room that was being built at the time. They were clearing off the land, and there was these concrete tilt walls that were there. And we were going into a new semester um, uh, uh, in our in our school semester. So we would fast three days before every school year to really seek God. God, what are you saying to us? What What are you want us to 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 pursue? And um, so. In that period of three days and fasting, our team got together, our youth team, and we're praying. And we're in this little room at our old building, and we're all kind of like, you know, just reading the Bible, meditating. It was just kind of one of those moments where we just were really reflective and reading. And I, and I was reading this scripture in, in Psalms, and it talks about, um, it says, like, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And as I was praying and meditating on it, you can call it a vision. Maybe I saw something in my mind's eye, but I was really, the Lord just showed me this, this property. And I, and I saw this building and I saw the concrete till walls and I, there was no ceiling on there, so there was no roof. And the Lord said, I want you to look up. And I looked up and I saw a bow that was over this auditorium right here. And the Lord said, watch. And a hand came up and it grabbed the string of that bow and it pulled it back. And when it let go, there were arrows that were launched all over the place. And the Lord said, that's the calling that's on this house. That's the stewardship that you have at Milestone. And so we take that very seriously. And we love the fact that we have environments for kids, for middle school kids, for preschool kids, high school kids, young adults, where they can all encounter God and walk in their purpose. Awesome. We want you to meet some of the team that pours into your students week in, week out. I want to go ahead and invite our next gen team to come on out. Let's give them a round of applause. Tyron and I believe that we have some of the best leaders in the country on our next gen team, and they wake up every morning thinking about how they can help your students grow and take next steps in their walk with Jesus. So I'm just gonna go down the line. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. I'm so excited to get to be here with all of you today. My name's Kamala Martinez. My husband, Ryan, and I have been a part of Milestone for the past five years now, and I get the opportunity to serve all of your high school and middle school students on the youth staff. Really, there's nothing I love more than being able to serve your kids and just see them walk in everything that God has for them. Yes, my name is Ryan Martinez. As commonly said, it's my wife. And it's been so awesome just being a part of Milestone. Our, our heart just, you know, was tethered to it when uh, the priority of next generation just came up. Like, oh, this, this is awesome. So I'm the high school pastor here for this campus and get to help all of your high school students take their next step and grow in everything God has for them. Aren't these two awesome right here? <laughs> We're so grateful to have them as leaders. I'm Drew Wynn. I'm the family pastor for Milestone Church, and what that means is from birth through fifth grade, myself and the team that I work with could do everything that we know how to do to help those kids and your family and Milestone kids. 
We have a great team. We really do. And, and it's not just on this campus. It's at our Haslett campus, at our McKinney campus. One of my best friends, uh, Chris Lerma, leads that campus. And, uh, you know, all of the volunteers, all the people who work, like the ladies who hold the babies and the, ki- the, the, the teachers that are chasing the kids around and all those things, uh, I love it. Because that's really where it all happens. And uh, Pastor Drew, I want to just start with you a little bit. Because what happens a lot of times is people come on the campus and they check their kid in. They may, may get some coffee or something like that. And they make their way into the worship auditorium. And really don't really know all the things that happens back there. Maybe they don't have kids and they really don't, hadn't had an opportunity to see and understand what those rooms and theaters are all about. So walk us kind of like through the process of what happens back there in Milestone Kids. Well, the heart of Milestone Kids, you can see it on the screen behind us right here. It says, don't wait to be great. You can be a great kid. And our team, we believe that wholeheartedly. We wake up every single day. We we pray and we are intentional to do everything we can so that when your kids come on the weekend, we can help them discover that. It's not just a one day when they grow up or one day when they get there. God can give them purpose and show them his love exactly at the age that they're at. And every weekend in all of our classrooms, that's how our team leads young people. We truly believe that they can be great at this moment in time. And I can talk about it forever, but instead of telling you about it, I'd love to show you just a sneak peek at what happens in Milestone Kids. Hey, Milestone Church, we're standing in front of our brand new kids building. We can't wait to open it. I'm gonna give you a tour in just a second, but I've got some of my friends to help me today. You guys ready? All right, let's count it down in five, four, three, two, one. All right, guys, we're in the Milestone Kids building. Let me give you a tour. Follow me, come on. We're walking into the Milestone Kids Commons. So this is for you and your family. Let's go this way. This space was designed to make check-in as easy as possible. I get it. I've got three kids that are in a milestone kids, and sometimes getting to church can be hard. So we've designed this to make your life as easy as possible when you get here. Once you're done in the commons, let me show you where Theater One is. All right, here is Theater One. It is for every kindergarten through third grader. Let's come inside the room. As you can see behind me, it has the latest and greatest in all of the technology and everything a kid could ever dream up. But what I'm so excited about is kid-specific worship, Bible teaching in here. But for every kid that comes in, they're gonna learn about and know about God's love for them. They're gonna know how to follow Jesus. They're gonna grow in God's word. And every kid has a specific small group leader as well that'll pray for them, encourage them, and practically walk them through in small group time the Bible lesson that they learn. All right, so I've shown you Theater One. Let's hop over and let me show you Theater Two. This is Theater Two. It's the home of our 45 ministry. So for all of our fourth and fifth grade students, our focus in this ministry is to teach them who they are in Christ, that their identity is found in Jesus and Jesus alone. I also wanna show you the space that everyone's talking about. Let's check out the game zone. So this is the game zone. Come in, you gotta check this out. Got Gaga Ball, all of the most awesome arcades for you and your kids. But here's why we built this. Yes, it is so much fun. It's so great to look at, but here's the thing. 
Connection often happens when the walls come down, when they're laughing, making memories, building friendships, and this space was built for your milestone kid. It's open every single weekend after church. You gotta come, check it out, be a part of it. We love the Game Zone. We can't wait to have you be here. Thank you so much, Milestone Church, for your heart for the next generation and all that you've done to reach people and build lives as we've opened a brand new kids building for you and your family. It's an honor to partner with you and your family to help you raise kids who love Jesus. And don't forget, don't wait to be great. You can be a great kid. Isn't that amazing to see? Our kids get to grow up in those environments, Pastor T and Betsy. And what's amazing about that is we see that, all the brand new spaces. But I wanna tell you as a family, it's the spirit within those spaces, the faith that's in those spaces, the hope that's in those spaces that makes a difference for our children. I don't know about you, I love seeing children lead us in worship, pray. It didn't feel like a step down when we were here today. It was amazing to see what God's doing in the lives of young people. But that video that we saw in worship with those, those friends, those kids talking about their faith and that first story with Georgia, Kate, and Truett, we know their parents, amazing families of the church, and they're so cute, but you gotta let's just peel back the layer of how cute they are and really look at the, just the depth of that story. It's one friend praying and going to God for her friend who's allergic to eggs. Marco talked about his thoughts that, that were anxious and just taking him to a place where it's dark in his heart. He talks to mom and dad and they remind him what God says about what we can do in our mind and he allows God to renew his mind. Mackenzie dealing with cancer a serious illness. She has all the faith in her doctors and her medical team and their treatment plan and all of those things, but above all else, she's placed her faith in God himself. That when she prays, she understands that God hears her prayers. See, these children, they are young in age, but they're mature in their faith. What I love about our church is they're modeling a picture that is talked about in Matthew chapter seven, verses 24 and 25. This is an encouragement for all of us and our families. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. You know, I don't know about you, but if you grew up in church, maybe you didn't grow up in church. Myself, I didn't grow up in church at all. And to sit on a platform with these amazing people to share about what God's doing in the life of a young person is the last place I thought it'd ever be. My mom, she had a third grade education. She was an immigrant, a single mom, and she forced me to go to church when I was 18 years old. God touched my life when I was 18. My wife, she grew up in the church, accepted God at six years old. And she's almost perfect since the time she was born. But whether you find yourself on a story like mine or a story like hers, it is never too late to build your life, the life of your children and your family on the rock of ages, the rock himself and the king of kings. So if we were to take anything away from that, Milestone Kids is not here to replace you as parents or to replace you as family. It's to partner with your family to do everything that we can to help you build your family on the rock and help your kids love Jesus. I, I was just listening. I was locked and loaded, man. I was taking notes in my mind. 
It's awesome. Like your, your leadership and the whole team is phenomenal. And, and I just want to say on behalf of all the parents, thank you, Pastor Drew and your team for all that you do for our kids. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Now, I, I want to I go to you, Pastor Ryan. And, and um, I know a little bit about youth ministry, was involved in youth ministry for about 22 years. Started the youth ministry here at Milestone Church. Um, we had one kid. And I was praying for a stud football player to just transform a high school. And God sent me a skinny kid. He was an emo, and he had pink converses, and his hair's color was different every single week. And now he's it, our online campus pastor. He is. But I want to finish <laughs> describing awesome because okay. it's a transformation. Okay, transformation. God's miracle. God can do it. And he wore skinny jeans way back in the day. And I told him one day, I was like, "Man, your jeans are tight." He's like, oh, "They're my sisters." I said, "You wearing your sister's jeans?" There was gold in the brother. I was trying to mine it out, and we found it. There's a lot of gold in him. So he's our online pastor. He's phenomenal. But I've seen it from all the different stages in our student ministry. And I just want to tell you, Milestone, that what's happening with our young people, it's unprecedented. I mean, we, 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 we study the scope of youth ministry all across the country. And what's happening right here, right before our eyes, we could take it for granted. It is supernatural. We're, we're going to have a super series in a couple weeks. We're going to fill every single seat in this auditorium with young people. There's 2,500 seats in here. We're going to fill every single seat with young people that are going to worship God and going to come to know Jesus for the very first time. It's awesome. So talk to us about, like, because the church is, is, is getting bigger, but we're getting more intentional. Because we, we don't really, numbers, there, there's a book of the Bible named Numbers, so I guess numbers are important, but whatever. You know, what we're concerned about is the one. We're concerned about individuals. So talk to us about the intentionality that we're doing. So absolutely. And like Pastor T said, I mean, what we're experiencing is something we've never seen before. And so Kamala and I, even when we leave every week, we're just so grateful of like, man, I cannot believe what God is doing right here and we get to be a part of this and there's so many stories that we could touch on uh, with every teenager but where we are as a church you know where we're going and uh, opening up our new space we're able to create a designed environments specific to each age group uh, and so we've been already doing this before at our camps and retreats. Um, if you haven't had your student go to a camper retreat, I'm telling you, you've got to get them to go be a part. At a camper retreat, we take their phone away in the name of Jesus. We do. We take it away. Uh, and uh, they, they love it. And then we have them with a leader who's in their life and looks them in the eye to say, you have what it takes to be a man and woman of God to follow Jesus. Um, not just mom and dad doing it, but a leader doing it. All of our camps and retreats. We even have an environment on the weekend um, called 678. Incredible environment. It's super fun and age appropriate for middle school students to learn about God's word. We made a three-year curriculum plan, even for your student. If they start in sixth grade till they go to eighth grade, what all the things are gonna learn. Uh, but what you're talking about, Pastor T, now that we've taken this step as a church that we're seeing is on Wednesday nights, we've actually been splitting our service into high school only and middle school only. And what's so awesome about this is every middle schooler that shows up feels like they can be themselves. They don't feel the pressure of having to perform around others. And then high school students are like, this is cool. I can bring my friends. Like, this is awesome. And so we're able to meet them right where they're at, not just with the service, but with the messaging and the content. And we're seeing something we've never seen before. Teenagers are hungry to meet with God. They're, they're just wanting to meet God, their creator. And it's been so, so powerful. And so we could go through so many stories. And so we're just trying to create like intentionality for your students 
based on our programming. That, that's one way. But another thing that I think is incredible um, for you know, Elevate is as we grow, we're not just concerned with Elevate growing and growing a number. We, more than anything, wanna see your student grow in their faith. That's what fires us up. That's what gets me up every single day thinking about your teenager. You know, uh, just a few weeks ago, we had three football players get saved at high school camp and then got in this tank over here and went public with their faith and got baptized. Like, that's what we wanna see. We wanna see them go from this is my parents' church to this is my church. No, I love church. I love being here. And that's what we're gonna keep building towards. Um, And as we keep growing is we wanna grow in intentionality and connection, Uh, helping them find a friend, find a place, find a leader, find someone that they can connect with and grow with. Like Lucas said um, just earlier, how a leader poured into his life. We, We want that for your teenager as well. And what I love is with all of the space that we have, we're having incredible leaders that occupy all those spaces. Um, the intentionality is not just for students. We have intentionality coming from leaders. I honestly wish I could just bring up every volunteer that's been serving these past few weeks on stage and line up and tell everyone's story because they're the real heroes of all of these environments. Um, they're the ones that are making a difference, you know, and it's not just, uh, you know, young, young adults. We love our young adults. We have leaders from young adults all the way to empty nesters. That's just the whole body of Christ represented right there, serving teenagers. Uh, And we love that so much. Uh, In fact, there's a couple that came, I gotta tell you their story, Tim and Marsha Bonner. They came to high school camp to serve as small group leaders. And so like, what was it in you that just chose to give up your incredibly comfortable bed to come to triple degree weather at high school camp, sleep in a room with, with tons of teenagers? What led you to do that? I love what they said here. They said, someone poured into our boys when they were this age and we're so honored to have the opportunity to pay it forward. Man, we have incredible leaders like that in all of our environments, just investing in the next generation. And I love so much Marsha even left camp so impacted, she challenged all of her girls that she was leading. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your mom out for coffee. I want you to leave your phone in the car and tell her what God did in your life. Don't worry about coffee, it's on me. And she got a report back from the girls where a lot of them took that challenge. They went home and told their mom what God's been doing. And and then we've just been hearing stories. I cannot believe what God's doing in our life. These are the kind of leaders we're like so passionate, so grateful for that are in each environment, uh, uh, you know, shepherding and taking care of your teenagers. Even just a couple weeks ago, we had a young adult lead a brother and sister to Jesus, went out and bought them their very first Bible, put their names on it, and is gonna walk with them through their Bible to teach them how to read it. Like we have amazing leaders in all of our environments. So I'm so thankful for that. You know, I'm so grateful. I I love so much. We're in a time right now where we need more and more moms and dads, spiritual moms and dads, raising up sons and daughters. There's so many voices online that are trying to vie for your students' attention and who they should be, but I'm thankful for the mothers and the fathers that are investing and saying, this is who God's called you to be. I love 1 Corinthians uh, 4.15. It says this, for though you have countless guides in Christ, you don't have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Now more than ever, we need more fathers and mothers raising up sons and daughters. And I'm grateful that we're a part of a church that we're actually seeing this happen before our very own eyes. Incredible. We were just talking to a couple last night that came out um, from the service and they were telling us, we had our small group on Wednesday nights normally, but we came to Elevate 
And we were so impacted by just praying over students, like hearing their stories, praying over students, that we moved our small group and we told our small group, y'all need to come to Elevate. You need to start praying for kids. You need to start investing. It's gonna change your life even more than our small group. So they did move it to another night. They're still meeting for small group, but they're also coming and serving. It's just so powerful. I'm grateful for those leaders, amazing people. Also, Ryan and Kamala, you, and just like you guys, so many young couples that are investing in our kids. Our kids are grown up now, and our youngest is 16, and so he's still in Elevate, but they've all come up through Elevate, and we personally have benefited from people pouring into their lives. There, there comes a point in their life where mom and dad's voice is kind of like, if any of you are my age, Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah. That's how we feel. Our voice sounds like wah, wah, wah. Um, and so we need those people. So we're so grateful. Kamala, talk to us about your heart for pouring into girls. Absolutely. Um, like Ryan said, it's it's not just me. It's We have so many amazing leaders and volunteers who are back there on the weekends with your kiddos and with us on Wednesday night, filling this altar, praying over your students. And really my heart for the next generation specifically is, I love being a part of so many of your daughters' lives and being a part of the young ladies who are coming up in the next generation because God has a plan for them. And I've realized the enemy has a plan for them too and he's after their identity, after their value, and after their future and the vision for who they're gonna be. And for us as a church, we want the biggest influence in all of their lives to be the church, to be Jesus Christ. And we know in culture today, there's a lot of things that are vibing for their attention, vibing to tell them who they are. But what we want is on Wednesday nights and at camps and retreats, we take aside time. Even in a camp and retreat, we have some different kind of girl sessions where we have the boys go into one session and the girls go into one session. And that's not just because we want to do something fun. It's so intentional because we want to have a moment where we can look into the eyes of a young lady and say, you can can be everything that God has called you to be. You don't have to be like your friends. You don't have to be like maybe a bad example that you've seen. You can be a woman of God. And I know if you have a middle school girl or a high school girl, there are some challenges that come with that season of life. If you're raising a middle school girl, we're praying for you because I know the insecurities, the dramas, the conversations, all of those things, we're around it often. But even when I look back, even on that season of my life, I was a middle school girl, I was a high school girl, and I'm so glad that there were women who took time in their busy schedule when they had little kids, and they took me out to a coffee, or they prayed with me down at the altar at church, or invited me to come sit next to them, because maybe it seems small for them, but for me what it was doing is it was sowing into me who I could be one day as a wife, who I could be one day as a mom like I am now, and those were pivotal years for my life. And I even remember when I was 18, I just graduated high school and I came up against a challenge of my own where I ended up losing my dad in the middle of the night right before Christmas and it impacted me in such a big way. I thought it was gonna be the end. And I'm so glad that there were people who took time to look at me, remind me of God's word and tell me, 
you can still have a hope in the faithfulness of who God is. God's still with you. God still has a plan for your life. And really, that started to fuel me on how can I now sow that back into others? Just like Tim and Marcia said, that's what my passion comes from is someone did it for me and how it impacted me and where God has brought me now. I want the same thing for your daughters, the same thing for all of these young ladies who are coming through our next-gen ministry. And something we say around here a lot is you're found by God but you're formed in family. I've experienced that for myself. I've been formed by spiritual family. And there's a scripture, Psalm 68, six, it says this, God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and he gives them joy. We've seen so many students who have come into this place, who've come into a Canberra retreat and they're lost. They don't know God. And then they find Jesus. They get saved. We celebrate that. We see them in the baptism tank. But then they start taking steps. They start getting connected. We want your kids to get connected. And then they start becoming formed by family. They start getting shaped and molded. And there's so many stories I could think of when I think about how many students we've seen walk through this journey. But one specifically I wanna highlight, her name's Cameron. And Cameron first came to Elevate at one of our BOTS retreats, which is a spring retreat all about relationships. She came in middle school, she gave her life to Jesus, and she had a few years where she ended up not getting involved and walking away, but God still had her number. Those seeds did not go unnoticed. They did not go wasted, but God brought those back up and she returned back to Elevate fall 2020 and she started to get involved. She immediately got into a small group. She started growing in her faith, rededicated her life to Jesus. I remember the day she stood in that baptism tank and gave her life to Jesus and her family came. And then she started telling me, Kamale, how do I get my family to have the same experience that I have here at church? She had a burden for her family and she went home and started telling her family, hey, what would you guys think about if I started a small group in our house with some of my high school friends? She went to Eaton High School. They're like, yeah, sure, that's okay. I mean, you know, they're thinking five or six students. Well, the first Tuesday night, she had like 40 friends come over to their house and her parents were like, oh my gosh. Not a small group. <laughs> Not a, a small group. group. A big group, but this kept happening week and week and week, and it just began to grow, and God was doing something in Cameron where she had a passion, not just to reach her family, but then to reach her friends, and this is one of her quotes that she told us. She said, after that happened, our family dynamic changed completely. They started talking about God. They started inviting God into their decisions and around the family dinner table and before bed, and I love so much when that happens, when God gets a hold of a young person, places them in family, gets a vision for their life. And now Cameron, she started serving at her Hazlitt campus. And now this fall, she's starting her first year at Milestone College, pursuing a ministry degree. We're so proud of her and dozens of others. And really, you know, it's we've seen this not just in Cameron's life, but we see this over and over and over again, that a young person gets impacted, gets a vision for who they're gonna be, and we wanna help make them everything God has created them to be. And I'm so excited about what God is doing in our next-gen ministry and all of the different students and their stories and their families that have been impacted. That's awesome. Let's give God a hand for that. I love all the different stories, and, and we could sit here literally all day and just tell you story after story of so many young people whose lives have been transformed, and uh, thank you guys so much for your leadership and all the other leaders that are out there serving right now. We have a big team, and so thank you guys. Let's give them one last hand. Thank you for being here. You know, when you came in, you received this brochure, and um, 
at each of our campuses, there's a respective brochure for your campus where the programming is a little bit different based on, you know, the building's capabilities or whatever. But this is just our way of letting you know, like, all the different opportunities that you could get your son or your daughter, your grandson, your granddaughter involved. And so um, there's some QR codes on there that you could scan. They'll take you to different websites. But there is a main QR code on the screen. And uh, this is the moment in church at all of our campuses that if you're inspired and you're like, I'd love to get involved in maybe our kids' ministry, our student ministry, this is the time where you would want to pull out your phone and scan that. So if you want to get involved, um, you could do that right now. You could pull your phone out and just scan that. We, we love um, having you a part. And maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking, man, that lady who inspired those girls to take their moms out for coffee, I want to do that. Or I want to host a small group. Or maybe I would like to come to Elevate or check it out or be back in the kids. That's an opportunity for you to do that. Um, we also know that sometimes you're in an environment like this and, and you see all these young leaders who are going after God, and uh, you hear the stories, and you're thinking, wow, that's, that's great, but that's really not my reality. Like, my kid doesn't want anything to do with God. Um, my kid, in fact, is, is running the opposite way, or maybe your, your kid has grown and has a family of their own, and maybe if their faith is really not a part of their life like it was when maybe they were under your roof. I, I know how discouraging that can be to, to see God moving in so many other kids, but maybe not your kid. It doesn't seem like God's working. And talk to us a little bit about, you know, the process of even with our own kids. And Yeah, I think, I mean, none of us are exempt from that, right? We, we have four kids. They've all walked through different challenges and struggles. And I know for us, everything can be going right in our lives. Like we can be crushing it in our jobs. We can be crushing it. And, you know, as a mom, I've got everybody where they need to be on time. I've got the schedule. I'm doing all the things. But when we have a kid that's struggling, it's all consuming. It consumes our thoughts. It's what we think about when we lay our head down at night. We worry about it. We're anxious about it. And um, I just want to encourage somebody today that if that's you, that that's your reality right now, that God is able and he loves your student even more. It's hard to imagine, but even more than you love them, he loves them even more. And so our heart is for your student today. We just wanna pray for them. We wanna lift them up if, if that's your reality right now. We wanna just partner with you in prayer because if God can reach Tyron at 19 and me, we were not serving the Lord. We did not grow up in um, houses that were seeking God. Um, but God reached us at a pivotal time in our lives and we believe that God can do that for your student as well. That's right, and, and there's a scripture in the Bible that I wanna just read real quick. First Peter 3.12 says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. And you may seem like or feel like sometimes, I don't even know if God really sees the situation that's going on. God sees, he knows, he cares. And there's nothing that, that um, we do as far as praying that goes uh, void. You know, God, that's a promise that we can. So if you're here today, if you're watching online, if you're at McKinney or you're at a Hasley campus and, and you, you're, you're resonating with this and you're saying, man, I, it's really not my reality, but I want it to be my reality. Or maybe you're a parent here and maybe your kids have their own families and maybe they're not in church and maybe they're not really seeking God and maybe their kids aren't being brought up the way that you hoped they would be. I, I know that it's not too late that God could reach him and touch him. And so let's just join together right now in prayer. Father, we pray for every mom and every dad, every grandparent, Lord, who's 
believing that you would touch the heart of their son or their daughter or their grandson or granddaughter. Lord, I thank you that there's no heart that's too hard that you can't, Father, touch. There's no life that's running too fast that you can't reach them, God. And so, Lord, we lift up our kids to you, Jesus. And we pray that you would reveal yourself to them, Holy Spirit. That you would show them not what the world says is, is what they need is religion, but they need a real relationship with a God who really loves them and sent his son Jesus to die for them. And Lord, peace is only found in your presence. You are peace, Jesus. So I pray that you would touch every heart. And for those kids who've grown up and now they have their own families and maybe, God, you're on the back burner. Lord, I pray that you would speak to them, that you would show them that you love them, that you care for them. But life not lived with you is really not life at all. And so I pray that that family, Lord, would find themselves serving you and loving you and raising up their families, God, in your house. And I pray, Father, Lord, for every parent that's weary and tired. Lord, I ask for strength for them. I pray that they wouldn't give up. And as a church, we surround them with our prayers, Lord, and we lift them up to you. Give them strength and grace. And I thank you. Remind them of your goodness and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.